When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Rugby League lunch hour here on loverugbyleague.com with me, James Gordon. I'm joined as ever by Drew Derbyshire. We are sponsored by Betfred and by Heaven and Health, who have come on board with us this week, supplying us with some great food and nutrition. Drew's body's a temple already. <laughs> He's trying to get me on the straight and narrow. Um, do well, check out, do hey, check out Heaven and Health. They helped me lose five stone. Five stone. So if I can do it. Anyone can do it. Um, uh... We are. You've got some foodie features coming up. We've yeah. we've asked. You've spoke to a number of players um, to give some insight into their diets and. Mm -hmm. First and up, not so much. we've got. Well, it's going to be every Saturday this feature. Every Saturday lunchtime, uh, and we're first up on Saturday is Jackson Hastings over yeah. the Salford Red Devils, or is he? Is he? Is he it's Wigan now, now, but but yeah. We'll go. We'll, we're going to talk all sorts in this week's show. But one thing about Jackson Hastings that I, I a little sneaky peek into this feature because I've seen it. Ice cream. He has ice cream after. Did he, he say he has it after breakfast? I think no. He has it after training. I think he said something like that. So, so it made so me feel less bad anyway. Yeah, he says he has. He says he has ice cream, but obviously because they train maybe five or six times a week as well as playing on the other day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to if, if, if you wanna if you wanna know more about the uh, the healthy food and the meal prepping and all that sort of stuff, um, drop us a message and we'll put you in touch with the Adamson brothers who run Heaven and Health. It's important to uh, to note as well that they deliver meal preps all over the UK as well. So whether it's Lancashire, uh, Yorkshire, Cheshire, the South, Midlands, Wales, right. Scotland, wherever wherever in in the UK they deliver. <coughs> Uh, and they do uh, lamb, chicken and fish as well. So this week we're going to talk about the internationals from last week, Great Britain. We're going to talk about the Ashes series. The venues have been confirmed. Have the dates been confirmed? Yeah, the dates yeah been they been. are. Um, for next year. Uh, we're going to talk Sonny Bill Williams. We're going to talk Toronto Wolfpack. And then we'll run through all of this week's uh, rugby league news as well. Please do leave your comments um, if you've got anything to say or you want to react to us or you want us to give you a shout out. Uh, please do leave in the comments. Drew, let's start by going back to um, last weekend. Uh, obviously, Great Britain's first test against New Zealand ended in defeat, 12-8. Um, but that was completely overshadowed by the other game of the day. Well, there was two other games of the day, of course. Fiji beat Samoa first, but Tonga, um, a massive win for them over Australia. The first time anyone but New Zealand has beaten Australia since 2006. And the first time anyone but New Zealand, Great Britain, or England have beaten Australia since 1978. Oh, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was. It was such a breath of fresh air to to watch after uh, the the Great Britain game because I got up early uh, for the Great Britain game. I was disappointed with not only the the performance from the Lions but uh, the game as a whole. I just I just didn't enjoy. It. It's not. It wasn't, and it, it didn't feel like an international game because of. Uh, the slow ruck speed, but we'll come on to that in a little while. Tonga, how good have they been for the international game since 2017 World Cup when Christian Wolf amazingly put this 
this strong squad together. It's an unbelievable squad. I, I think I said uh, last week uh, on last week's show that when I, I just didn't see them beating Great Britain as that much of a surprise uh, compared to other people. Other people were going on as though Great Britain were left stunned and it was a shock result, but I don't think it was because most of the the team playing the NRL, you kind of expect them to, to come up with these kind of a, uh, performances against Great Britain and uh, New Zealand, but against Australia, I, th I, I, th I thought every everyone thought that uh, the Kangaroos were, were going to come out on top, but Tonga stuck in, uh, they dug deep, and uh, they came away with the win. It was it was fantastic to watch, especially at the end, because Tonga's goal line defence, Australia were throwing absolutely everything at them, uh, and they, they, they stood strong, and... I, I love the wingers, me, for Tonga. Daniel Tupu, Daniel Fusitua, uh, both six foot three, six foot five wingers, um, probably 15 stone on on them both. Uh, fantastic players. And, all, and obviously Jason Tomalolo is always fantastic to watch, isn't he? Well, you'd hope he was for a million dollars a year. Uh, on a 10-year contract. On a 10-year contract. Um, so Tonga have now beaten New Zealand, Great Britain and Australia in the last two years. So of course they beat New Zealand at the 2017 World Cup. Um, Tonga certainly now mixing it with the big boys. Let's let's talk about Great Britain. Um, a lot has been said. I think, I, I mean, I, I did a column on this. We could talk about that actually in a, in a second. But um, another disappointing performance. Another another game where Great Britain. They had a nice, they had a decent completion rate, but it just looks like they're not even interested in scoring points. Who's that? Sorry, Great Britain. Well, it's not as though they're not interested in scoring points. I just, I thought we just lacked creativity from the arms. I don't think Jackson Hastings or Gareth Woodup had the had the best games. I thought our last tackle pause in particular were were incredibly poor. Um, I'm, like Gareth Woodup's normally a, a fantastic kicker of the ball, isn't he? But I thought every every last tackle play that that he did, get, he, he tried to when we was near the line, he kept trying to put grubber kicks through and chase on, chase them on his own, and it just wasn't working. But is, it, but is that trying. is that not to do with it, it, this obsession with completion rates and turning them over and forcing repeat sets? Doesn't that govern what you do? Because it's like, well, you know, we don't want you to kick. It just strikes me that is it drilled into we don't want you to kick dead because it'll be seven tackles. Mm. We don't want you to kick in the air and, and it'd be diffused and then they're starting on the 20. Is there too much focus being, right, we're going to win this set, we're going to get a kick in and we're going to keep, we're going to pin them as far back down the pitch as we possibly can. And it's not about, well, actually, how can we score in this set of six? Possibly. Um, but I just, I just, obviously, Jackson Hastings and Gareth Woodup have not, not played together before uh, ahead of this tour. Uh, so they're still rusty in the halves. Uh, and obviously we've had two different full-backs uh, for both games. Obviously Lachlan Coote played uh, in the Tonga game and then Johnny Lomax got the, the nod as well. But I think all, all of the back line haven't really performed to, to the potential uh, in the tour so far, James. And, and obviously that's where most of your tries come from, your, your wingers, your full-back, your centres. Um, and I just don't think, apart from probably Zach Ardaker really, Zach Ardaker can probably go away from this tour and, and be proud of his performances uh, against Tonga and New Zealand. I thought he, he, he has had a real dig. Obviously, he's a full-back player in his position at centre and then he'll play out his position again this weekend uh, on the wing but with Jack Hughes coming and playing out of position at, mm. at centre. We'll probably talk about score selection in a little while. 
Um, but I think the whole it just it just seems like a team that hasn't hasn't really played together, and, and it and it hasn't in, in effect because the back lines uh, quite different to what we've seen, and, and so are the halves as well. Josh Hodgson at hooker, I thought wasn't great last week. You can see why Bennett picked Hodgson because he guides the team around the park and he he does act as the the, the third half back in effect at times. But I thought when Daryl Clark came off the bench against New Zealand, we, we, we were much sharper uh, last week. He, he added a little bit of zip. He, he actually ran with the ball from dummy half as well and, and troubled the Kiwis because of how quick player the balls. But I thought uh, the rooks the rook speed. Um, shouldn't have been allowed to be that slow from referee Chris Kendall I thought it was reminiscent of a Super League game um, and that shouldn't be the case at international level especially when you've got international uh, top tier teams like Great Britain and uh, New Zealand it shouldn't, it, they, they were lying the Kiwis were lying on the lines for four or five seconds at a time and, and I mean Hodgson was one that sort of came out afterwards and said they should have the, two, the dual ref system that they have in uh, in the NRL, which I don't think is a terrible suggestion. Um, I mean, uh, so we'll talk about what we've learned from the first two weeks of the Great Britain tour because I, I've done an editor's column on this this week. A good one as well. Um, even I, I, some, I, don't, even, I don't give James credit a lot, but this week it was even good um, even some of my uh, even some of my, some of my expansionist friends on Twitter who who always give me a load of stick. Actually, I had a, I had a few. Nice messages from them for a change. Should, should um, we talk about the selection first? Because that yeah, was so, so one of the points I was going to say, the stubborn squad selection from Wayne Bennett, and this ties into something else which I'll mention. It seems, and he's almost said this in an article in the Mirror, he's like using the Great Britain tour as a way of like preparing for the World Cup with England, which is just completely... I understand that, yeah, you've got to prepare for that, but it's completely nonsense to devalue this tour by focusing it that way. Every man and his dog knew that taking Ryan Hall and Jermaine McGilvery as your two wingers and then taking Gildart as your only specialist centre was an absolute nonsense. Everybody knew that. Everyone knew he take he took too many halfbacks. I mean, it, Blake Austin, we've not even seen him. Jacob Truman, we've not even seen him. Williams, we've you not know, seen him. George Williams, we've not seen You know, And it's like... Any, it's any, like you, every, every single person, apart from Wayne Bennett and the powers that be, knew that this yeah. was going to happen. And obviously in the first game you've lost Gildart, which then means you, you've, you've shoehorned Hardacre, um, you've got to shoehorn other players into Jake the centre, and Jake, obviously Jake Connor was there. But now you've lost Ryan Hall as well, so poor Hardacre's now being shoved out on the wing, because literally he's the only player in the squad that can play on the wing. And well, it's like, I, you know, I the think, whole point of having a 24-man squad is to do that. And then obviously today, they've now come in and said we're drafting in Ash Hanley. And it was like, well, you should have done that last week because he, by the time he comes over, he can only play one game anyway. And it's like, the other thing, I mean, I know people have said, I mean, I don't know the situation. I presume, uh, you know, a lot of people have said about Regan Grace. But, I mean, players might be on holiday and stuff, might they? Um, well, the, the thing is with, with uh, the, because obviously Ash Hanley is, come, is coming into the Great Britain squad He's not being considered for selection against New Zealand this Saturday, so he's he's, he's not he's definitely not going to play this Saturday. But they should have done this a week ago. They should have done it a week ago. Yeah, um, and then after after this weekend's game against New Zealand, we've only uh, no, the Lions no. have only got one game against uh, Papua New Guinea and Port Moresby, which Hanley will probably play. Well, surely he's going to play. Surely he's they're not going to just fall him out. But but but, but, oh, but obviously, when you go to Papua New Guinea, you have to have injections, um, and. 
all members of the Great Britain Performance Squad had injections before the tour, um, <laughs> b- b- before the tour squad was announced. Right. So I can't remember how many was it, whether it was 36 players in that performance unit, they all had the injections in case they were picked on the tour. So Hanley has had these injections. Regan Grace wasn't named in the performance squad, so he's not had the injections. So, so are, he, you saying that Grace, are you saying that he'd not picked Grace because of his injections? So I, I well, well, Wales International, Regan Grace, couldn't have, couldn't have been selected because he, he's not had the injections and you have to have them three weeks prior to going to right, Papua New right, Guinea. Right. I mean, either way, regardless of who they called up, they should have called Be- someone up last week. Because um, Shea Robert-Smith says, I think that's how you pronounce it, joke Ash Hanley going over and not Grace. Um, so that, I, I, I believe that is why, um, well, it's... It, I, I don't know if, if Wayne Bennett was, was going to pick Regan Grace over Ash Hanley. I think he likes his bigger wingers, don't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so so he might, Ash Hanley might have gone over Regan Grace anyway, but I, but I do believe there is something in it where if you're going to Papua New Guinea, you, you've got to have had your injections three or four weeks prior to uh, you arriving in Papua New Guinea, and I don't think Regan Grace got that because he wasn't named in the initial um, 36 man or whatever it was. Great Britain performance squad, whereas Ash Hanley uh, was. We've got a couple of comments coming through. Louis Bank says, sad news this week with the passing of Sean Day, former um, cultured Eagle and St. Helens player. Dave Parkinson's watching. Hello, Dave. Uh, we hope you're well. Uh, we miss you on the couch. Uh, there's a spot, spot for you right here, Dave, for whenever you're free uh, next on a Thursday. Uh, Louis says, Regan Grace isn't in contention because Bennett likes players who show their commitment to the cause and Grace turned his back on Wales last year. Mm, what do you reckon on that? I, would, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be sure that Wayne Bennett would even be aware of that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I just You just want Sean Wayne as head coach, don't you, James? I've not said that. I, I do think, well, well, let's move through the, the, net, the rest of this. Like, and also, you've got a comment from uh, your mate Neil Barraclough saying, there's definitely not chocolate and marshmallows in that cup in front of you. It's just water, that. Just pure water. We're, we're on a transformation with James at the minute. We're working on it. James has been on a, on a 5K bike ride. He's, he's been uh, having PT classes. He's on the healthy meals, just chicken, rice and broccoli. You've you got to get there, right? What are you saying about names? If you've seen about names on the... Sonny Bill Williams will be the 13th Williams to play in Super League, which is only bettered by Johnson's has been 16 and Smith has been 36. There's never been a Gordon, though. So you never know. So yeah, Is that what you're pushing you for? Never know. You never has know. Has there been a Derbyshire? I don't think there's been a Derbyshire. There was a Derbyshire at Warrington. Oh, there was. There was Paul Derbyshire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going through the, the things we've learned from the Great Britain Tour, one of the, one of the points um, was still lacking a proper international calendar. And yes, the dates have been announced for England v Australia next year, um, this morning. Um, but it's still only a year in advance. You'd like to get it a bit more, but I suppose a positive that at least it's a year, a year in advance. <laughs> but it could have been, it, it'd it been could. nice if it was a, a few months earlier it than could, this. But, but it's better well, than being six months in advance. Yeah, it's refreshing news, isn't it? A lot of people can save because obviously we, we play uh, the Aussies at the Tottenham Hotspur ground uh, next year. So a lot of people can can already save plenty of time uh, for to, to save and book a weekend in London, um, or or even a week in London or whatever. Or a weekend in Bolton. Or a weekend in Bolton. Or a weekend in Leeds, yeah. Yorkshire, Lancashire. Um, I, I I can't really complain with the venues of a Monash James. Obviously, oh, the University of Bolton Stadium, Ellen Road, 
in Leeds and uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I made up that that we're going to to get to to go to the new Spurs ground. I can't believe I've seen complaints. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a couple, but I've, I've seen, seen someone complaining that it. it was kicking off at half five on a Saturday, and I was like, well. I was like, surely, surely, if you're travelling from Lancashire, Yorkshire way anyway, you're going to be staying in London, so I don't really see the issue in kicking off at half five. Um, I'm made up because I, I'll probably get to have a beer in the Spurs ground now where it fills up from the Are you bottom. not working then? Are you not working? Well, I can have a beer after the game, James, can I? Surely. Well, um, yeah, so that's uh, keeping out for that on the site, uh, England-Australia next year. They're going to play, well, it sounds like they're going to try and play a few tour games. You know, France has been mentioned, Catalan has been mentioned, I think, Wigan, Leeds. Jamaica wants um, to play them as well. Jamaica want to play them. I mean, they can only play so many, though. But, but I, I want it to be like an old-school tour. I, I know, want, I, I know I what you mean. I want them to play clubs. I want them to play Jamaica. I want them to play France. They can only play so many, though. And I, and I think the other thing is, is it's a lot different now, isn't it, to back in the day? Because the reason why they played the club teams back in the day was because it was it was in season, wasn't it? Like when the Aussies came over, it was the season was ongoing, so they could play, you know, Hull or whoever in the middle of the season. Um, David David says a year in advance is much better to have the Aussies now keen because we've been garbage so far on the tour. Well, it's I mean, Great I mean, Britain, Dave. It's not England. I mean, it's another. It's Even another, though it is, comments might have hinted uh, at Great Britain being in preparation for the England. It, it is a farce that, um, that that Great Britain aren't playing Australia. It is. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would they play? You know, it's a perfect opportunity. They could have played Australia this week. They um, could have. They could. They could have. And, and, and we've said it in the past on previous shows, James. It's it is a, a massive shame. Um, that we're not playing the Aussies this year, but we're making it's, it's we're making baby steps, aren't we, in the international game? It's good that Great Britain lined his back. Is it though? Is it though? I think there's a few tweaks that need to be to but, be Hasn't the whole Wayne Bennett thing just proved that all Great Britain is is just England in another badge? So well, why that, don't they just call? But that's why what, don't they just call it England then? That's what we've got to change. That that's how the the, the score should have been selected. Where you've got. Players that we've represented. But there's just no, there's not enough good players to do well, that. Well, Regan, Regan Gray should be in it. It should. Because it's like. And it, and it should be the Great Britain but, and but Irish the, lines. Not, it shouldn't but, just be Great Britain. Well, yeah, but you say that, but there's no professional clubs in Ireland. There's no semi professional clubs in Ireland. There's no professional clubs in Scotland. There's no semi professional clubs in Scotland. There's only two semi professional clubs in Wales. Wales are genuinely bringing homegrown players through. I don't see that from Scotland and Ireland. Yeah, of course, they've got players who are playing for the national team, but they're nowhere near the level required to be playing for Great Britain. And I just don't think, I just think you dilute it even more by saying, well, we've created these sort of artificial nations. Let's, let's, let's force, Wales complete, complete, com, can get on board with that. I can get on board with Welsh players being, you know, saying, right, let's have a court with three Welsh players. But there just isn't the players from Scotland. And all the players are anyway. The majority of the Scotland team are all English boys with Scottish heritage anyway. Is heritage not important? I'm not saying Somebody heritage is important. But, but what I'm saying Samora is, is they qualify for Great Britain anyway. So it's not they're not playing for Great Britain because they're Scottish. They're playing for Great Britain because they're a Scotland international that was born in England that qualifies for Great Britain anyway. What about Lachlan Coote? Well, qualifies for England, I should say. Well, obviously, he's the only one, isn't it? Coote's the, literally the only player that plays for Scotland that wouldn't qualify for England. So, and he's in the squad, so it's a great So, I, I just think, I think, as much as I was a champion, I mean, obviously if Great Britain stays, it stays. I championed returning Great Britain, but naturally now, 
it probably just adds a bit more confusion to the issue. Like, there's been no England test matches this year. You know, Wales have played, Scotland have played, Ireland have played, but England haven't. So, Great Britain is basically just replacing England, isn't it? And until you can get away from that, you know, is there much point in doing it differently like that? I'll represent Ireland. Um, Steve Butler says there's room for sponsorships on our jackets. Well, we've already got a sponsor at the moment, Steve. We're already in partnership. We're waiting for uh, a cash offer, aren't we? Yeah, from, from so, uh, Telecom Solutions. And we're, and we're going to be getting some new gear, hopefully, as well, uh, yeah. with uh, Heaven and Health, having yeah. sponsors and partners on there. Um, we, we, we want to get some boards, don't we? We do. Idea. We do. Some, cheese, some boards. cheese boards. Cheese boards. Mickey Honor says, why England are not GB? GB? GB brand is much stronger in RL than England is. England is Football. It is, Great Britain is, is It's always been Great Britain since before. Was it But that's the thing, but the thing is now we've got England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales, so it's like you can't have your cake and eat it, really, in my opinion. I'm like, well, if you're going to have Great Britain, you don't have the other ones. Uh, Louis says, this shows how far, how poor and how far we've gone backwards over the past 15 years with regards to Wales, Scotland and Ireland. Magic Weekend going to Wales and Scotland was to grow the game. And it hasn't worked, excuse me. Uh, Dave Parkinson says, to be fair, a lot of the lads coming through in the Scott system have been under-19s players coming through. Um, we could see an Irish uh, international in Super League, yeah. Super League next year. Ronald Ron Michael yeah, at Huddersfield signed uh, full-time terms with uh, the Huddersfield first team uh, ahead of 2020. And he looks a unit, to be fair. He looks an absolute... Um, then that the um, so hopefully we, oh, hopefully it does come through and uh, the next point on the on the what we've learned national coach needs to be super league based so I think get yeah. rid of Wayne Bennett and get uh, a British based but it doesn't have to be British it could be Australian but based over here because I think uh, and the point my rationale behind this was that the eight and nine players that play in the NRL are almost like automatic selections for England or Great Britain because you know the best players end up playing in the NRL. The key to the squad is numbers 10 to 24, mm. who are your, the rest of your first team and then your squad players. And this is, this is highlighted spectacularly by the selection this year. Bennett has basically not got a clue who to pick outside of the players he knows. And if, if, you, had a, if you had a Sean Wayne or a Darryl Powell or a coach that was over here, they'd have taken... They might have taken Regan Grace or they might have taken... Nine levels, or they might have taken Jake Bibby because they've been watching them week in, week out, and they see them as as options. And I think that's the key now is you've got to have a coach that's super league based. Yeah, they can watch NRL as well, but I think it's complete. Wayne Bennett's not got a clue. Beyond them, 10 players and the players he's familiar with that have been in his squads for a few years, you know, like Ryan Hall and Jermaine McGill. Yeah, there's no way Liam Watts If if Daryl Pearl or Sean Wayman's coach of GB squad, Liam Watts would have been in. Even Chris Chris Hill. I don't think Chris Hill was even the best English front rower at Warrington and he's in the Great Britain team. You you know, Mike Cooper is probably thinking, well, Well, hang on a sec. Should... it depends because if, if it's picked on form, Jermaine McGilvery and Ryan Hall shouldn't be in the side. But well, I, I disagree with McGilvery because I still think I don't I don't see I, I don't think you could name two or three better English wingers than McGilvery. Apart from Aiken, well, if, if, if you're only taking two, you probably can because Regan Grace was better than Jermaine McGilvery in Super League this year. Yeah, well, that, you need to name two better than McGilvery. Joe Burgess. Ma- I I I don't have any issues with McGilvery's selection to be honest, but obviously Aikenson would have gone if he wasn't injured. 
But to to only have to, but I just think it highlights that beyond them, you know, beyond them first choice players. Dave, Dave says, should what or our Warrington fans or should Warrington fans be worried because Widdop has been shocking so far on the tour? I, I mean, obviously Widdop's done it in the NRL. I, I've never really seen, I've never really seen anything in him that makes me think he's a he's a standout, spectacular player who I'd want to build my team around. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's, you know his, his record speaks for itself in the NRL, so he must. Warrington should be favourites, though, surely, with Winnipeg and Austin in the arms next year. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this before. Do you think Warrington maybe regret having Austin and Winnipeg's marquee? Because you look at... There's nothing stopping Warrington doing... Well, there's nothing stopping any club doing what Toronto have done and chucking silly money at a Sonny Bill Williams or a Latrell Mitchell. You know, do you think now Warrington are maybe sat there thinking, oh, jeez, you know, that's a proper marquee signing that Toronto have made there. You know, when we've signing. got we've got Blake Austin. It's, so, it's such an incredible signing from the Wolfpack. Um, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Like I, when they first started getting linked with Sonny Bill Williams, I didn't believe any of it because I just thought it's it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like they, it, it's almost like they make Kukash look like a poundland owner, don't they? Like when Kukash came and he was like, "Yeah, we want to sign Sam Tompkins," and it's like, and Toronto owners coming in and be like, "No, we want to sign Sonny Bill Williams." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's the top of the top, isn't he? Uh, he and, is, and obviously, you got a bit fed up of that with the uh, Salford, didn't you? When they get linked with everyone, and what do, what do you reckon a, a year out for for Sam Burgesson? He'll join Toronto next year. No, he, he must be in a bad way too. Do you not, do you not reckon Sam Burgesson? Oh, Sam Burgesson, Sonny Bill, it's the same team. Ah. Well, I mean, Sam Burgess will want you older, I suppose. But um, well, let's talk about uh, Toronto then. So obviously, the, the well, ex- Louis, Louis, Louis thinks Warrington are lacking some big nasty forwards. Yeah, they need a prop. They're, they're making an announcement at twelve thirty, so we'll let you know when we know. Um, but I don't know if it, that might not be a player. Sunnyville, Sunnyville signing for Toronto then ten million dollars, ten million Australian dollars, I think it is over mm. two years. It's something like two point seven million pound a year, which is about forty eight grand a week, which is a uh, good going. Um, Seven grand. He's yeah. only actually played one hundred and thirty first grade rugby league games. Still a lot though. Still got two NRL uh, um, premierships and um, Toronto are sort of flirting with a few other mega stars. Manu Tuilagi, the England Rugby Union International, is being linked. Although his club Leicester Tigers um, have played that down. The talk to Christian Wade, another former rugby uh, England Rugby Union player who is currently uh, in the Buffalo Bills NFL practice squad. Um, Valentine Holmes, another um, Aussie who is in the NFL with. Um, New York Jets, he's in their practice squad. He could be tempted. I think North, North Queens and Cowboys are trying to get him as well. Um, and then Ben Teo, who is another former England Rugby Union centre, he is currently playing French Rugby Union, which means he can't play for England anymore. Um, a big cash offer Toronto believe to have made for him. And uh, Gary Carter said another name this one is Semi Radrada. Yeah, yeah, F- Fijian Rugby Union International, Fiji Rugby League International, Australia mm. Rugby League International. I mean, it, it's interesting because obviously you get two marquee players, don't you? Rad 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 is good, but he's obviously he's a winger, isn't he? So would you pay marquee money for a winger? Well, it's all about the name, isn't it? But I think obviously Toronto have got the two marquees, so I suppose they've got to be careful because they can only sign one megastar really. Um, Anyone beyond two is going to have to count towards the cap. Now, obviously, you get Val- dis- Valentine Holmes would be a pickup. You get, fullback. you get, you'd get dispensation for Christian Wade, 
and Tribalagi, to be fair, you'd get salary cap dispensation for a year, but then after after a year, you you then got to pay him, is it 50% mm. for the next year and then full for the year after that? So it's like, well, you if you sign him now, yeah, okay, it won't count on the cap for the first year, but then you've got to factor that in next year. Um, um, it, it's interesting to see the speculation, though. We, we've got a few more questions. Mickey Horner says, who will play six for Leeds in 2020, Richie Myler or Rob Lewis? It's... Um, Surely it'll be Louis and Gale. I think it'll be Louis and Gale. Be- bearing in mind that they've gone out and paid a paid a fee. Ma- Ma- Miles is seven anyway, isn't he? He's more of a seven than. Well, he I wonder six. what what they're going to do with Miles. Are they going to try and what what are they going to try and do? Are they going to try and use him as a as an interchange hooker, or are they going to try and use Luke Gale as an interchange hooker? Are they going to play Louis thirteen or? Do you know what I mean? It, it seems they've got Carl McClelland as well, Leeds, haven't they? He's, he's yeah, probably he knocking really on a door yeah. for, for, mm. for a first-team player. Well, so I, are they trying to move Myler on? I, I, th- I think they'll be trying to to move Myler uh, because I, I I can't see him getting over Louis or Gill. And like say with with McClelland in the back. Um, uh, Dave says Sonny Bill Williams is he passed it? He's thirty-three and hasn't played at RL for two or three 34, years. Thirty-four, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's thirty-four, but he's, I, I don't, he's not past it. He, hey, listen, he, keeps, part, himself, he keeps himself part, in good part shape. Part of the thing with Sonny Bill is it's all about the, him as a person as well. His, you know, how well known he is, um, you know, in the rugby world, but also the 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 sort of the discipline and uh, his personality that, that that obviously Toronto are looking to bring that in. Um, let's run through some of the other bits and bobs from the news. Ben Barber. He's set to make his rugby not league return. Um, obviously, he's banned from the NRL. Did Super League say they banned him from Super League? I don't. I don't. I don't think Super League said said they banned him, but I, I think Super League disapproved or something like that, or they, they said that they didn't want him back or something. Like um, he's played for. Who's he played for? Mackay Clubs, was it? Yeah, but he's played for a Mackay Club um, in the in a cup tournament. Um, but it's 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 not an NRL sanctioned competition, right. so. Um, it's it's obviously he's he's free to play. He's clear to play. Um, <coughs> so uh, Barber's back. He's been playing uh, a bit of soccer, is is what they say in uh, Australia. He's been get him at soccer. six. Get him at six. I'll, I'll have him at last six. We need all, all we can get at the moment. Um, um, and um, he's been working in a metal factory uh, in recent times since he's released from the Um <laughs> Wigan winger Tom Davis has been linked to a move to Catalan. Wigan have got a few wingers, haven't they, um, on board? They've got Burgess, Manfredi, obviously Billy uh, came in Jake as well. Bebe, Bevan French has played on the wing. Hardacre. <laughs> so so um, Davis, he's been linked with Leeds as well, hasn't he, Davis? He has been linked with Leeds, but he, look, he looks set to, to John Catalans now. There's a bit of a wing continuity as well. Is that a well. permanent There's, deal? Or? Uh, I don't know if it's permanent or loan uh, as of yet. You might as well start calling him the Catalan but, Pieters. But you, you probably would assume... It would be a permanent deal because no. because obviously we're gonna have got so many wingers. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they probably wouldn't need it. To maybe come they should. Maybe they could do that. Cat, instead of instead of Catalan Dragons fire eaters, they could become the Catalan Pieters. They got the Tompkins too, McAloran. They have Louis Tierney. Tierney. They could start. They could sell wigging kebabs at uh, Stad Gilbert Brutus. <laughs> um, Adam Tangata has signed. Um, that is that right. Oh, that doesn't look right uh, to me. Wakefield, uh, yeah, Wakefield. Yeah, Tangata signed for Wakefield. Scott Wilden has gone back to Sheffield. Um, French, let's talk France because we, you know, love a bit of France rugby. Pierre have gone top of the Elite Two Championship. 
Let's give a shout out to our friend Frederick Camel in Carcassonne. Me and Drew are going there next My Friday. My boy, our boy, isn't it? He's our boy. Yeah, we're going there next Friday um, for the Elite One Championship Magic Weekend. There's five games across the two days. And uh, Frederick Camel from Carcassonne. Jake Emmett plays there, the former Lee in Toronto and St. Helens forward. Um, Carcassonne are the host team. There. All the games are at their ground. Um, and Frederick Camel has reached out to us. Um, he's bringing us some stash, I believe, next week. He's invited us to the captain's run as well. So we're very much looking forward to he's that. Asked me, he's asked me to play. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, he's not really. He's not in, really. In, rela in, in relation to France, the, the French domestic competition announced a new broadcast deal this week. They've got 17 live matches across the season, but still no TV deal for Catalan. So Catalan um, was on being sports in France, um, and part of that was... I think the reason why it went Super League or Catalan or whatever combination went back to them and asking for more money, they said no, um, and obviously then walked away. Catalan reportedly are, were in touch with L'Equipe, which is an, a sports channel in, in France. Um, again, they'd even offered to move their games, like they play Fridays and Sundays and whatever. Um, that seems to have fallen through. It'd be a huge blow um, for this theory about broadcast deals and TV deals if Catalan can't get a TV well, deal. Well, it seems like the Catalans have, have cocked up, doesn't it? Well, it's... is it Catalan or is it Super League? Because the, we, obviously we got told um, it was about Super League to sort of ask for more money for the rights, hadn't they? Yeah, but it seems like Catalans are doing the no negotiations, aren't they? That's what it seems like anyway. Well, it is now, yeah. Um, but maybe it's got desperate. Maybe whoever it is doing the, the negotiations have obviously cocked up. They've asked for more money. And it's come back back to bite them on the mm. backside. Uh, that's what's happened in effect. Uh, being they, they've done pretty hard, decent job over the last couple of years. I think it's fair to say. Well, I mean, you can't you um, can't argue with every single Catalan home every, game. Every game. And, well, and don't forget, at the same not... time as well, every single uh, home game, every single Saturday they play at home. It's on at the same time. Same time. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that you know. I think that's one of the issues that fans raise is that Toronto, well not Toronto, well yeah Toronto to an extent, and Catalan, all their games are on the same day at the same time, whereas obviously over here it's mm. like you might be Thursday night, you might be Friday night, you might be Sunday, you might be Saturday, whatever. Uh, so Catalan, that's a massive benefit for them. But also the fact that Sky can obviously plug into that feed, and every week Sky basically shows three games. Sky obviously gives us this whole, oh we're showing more rugby league than ever before, well they're not going to be able to do that if, if, if Catalan don't get a deal. We're not sure what's happening with Toronto. There's no, I don't think no. there's been any mention that any of Toronto's games are going to be on Sky yet. Um, the the double header's on Sky that first weekend, isn't it? But nothing about Toronto home games, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, moving on with the news, Lithuania are playing their first rugby league international this week. That's at Cardiff Arms Park. They're playing Wales Dragon Arts. Um, which there's is, there's uh, a name we recognise in there, isn't there? In the Lithuanian team. Nick Mikolauskas. What was this? Brett, it was, wasn't it? Brett. Mm. He plays for Culture the Eagles. Yeah. He's the brother, we think, of referee Scott Mikolauskas. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think they're related, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, well, anyway. Um, David Irvine, who was the chief exec at Cronulla Sharks, has joined Hunslet as a non-executive director from Cronulla to Hunslet. Exactly, that, um, that is a switch, isn't it? Martin Hall is staying at Rochdale as director of rugby. Um, Toronto Wolfpack, it has been mad this week, hasn't it, with all, with all that Sonny Bill talk? Um, Sonny Bill will earn £7,000 a day, a day, while he's at Toronto Wolfpack. Aidan Caesar is leaving Canberra, is, is it Huddersfield he's going to? 
Aiden Caesar. Aiden Caesar, three year deal at Huddersfield. Is that what you're saying? Obviously, they re signed Sam Williams. That'd be a good sign. It'd be a good signing Caesar, but then having said that, they signed a you know, Aquila Uate last year, and he was a great signing on paper. But oh, I don't, I don't know though, because Aquila Uate is, is pretty well known for struggling with injuries throughout his career. Um, so I thought, I thought, although he's, he's been fantastic for Fiji on the, in, in the international game, he's been brilliant for New South Wales. He has been known to pick up injuries, um, so I did think that was a little bit of a risk for the Giants at first. We've not seen him that much. Hopefully, we will see him a lot more in 2020. But I think Aiden is a a fantastic coup. School cap? No school cap. No school no cap. No school cap. Turkey International. I still need to do that feature on school cap. Uh, yeah, they've re signed re uh, Sam Williams. I was going to say Reese Williams then. He's, he's, he's going to solve first. Um, um, yeah, they've re signed Sam Williams so they could have Jack White and George Williams and Sam Williams competing for half spots uh, next year. Femiston have confirmed the signing of Brett Ferris. That's despite we ran a we ran this in the, in the gossip column many, many moons ago that Ferris was leaving Leeds. Um, and it was flatly denied by the player and obviously signed Feverston, so... We got quite a lot of stick from fans as well at, the mo uh, at that yeah. moment in time saying don't trust Love Rugby League, but we did say he was leaving Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look what's happened is... Hey, but it, remember when it happened uh, to us with... Uh, right, saying Mor Morgan, Morgan Esker was oh, leaving yeah. Wigan. He came out, his agent came out as well, I think. Uh, said they were going nowhere. Four days later he signed for, for Wakefield <laughs> on loan. Um, yeah. Um, two, two nil to the rugby league. Three nil to the rugby. Uh, well, I, can, I can go on, James. But I can go on. But, the um, uh, the uh, World Cup qualifiers come to an end this month. Um, USA are playing Cook Islands. That is for the fifteenth place, and then the sixteenth and final place is going to be fought between Greece and Serbia. The fourteen teams that have qualified. I've done a piece on this. See if I can remember. Australia, England, France. Fiji, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Tonga, Lebanon, Jamaica. I need two more. Either the USA or Cookies? No, 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 I've, I've counted them. Fiji? I didn't say Fiji. Fiji, did you say? I said Papua New Guinea, who's the other one? France, Jamaica, Lebanon. You did a feature on it earlier yeah, this week. Yeah, go on the website and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee made Six about 300 signings on Tuesday. Right, should I see if I can remember these? <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to. Uh, so, well, Mickey Himes joined the coach and started strength and conditioning coach. Uh, they've signed Ben Helliwell from London. Danny they've Addy. signed Nathan Mason from London. They've signed Danny Addy. They've uh, re-signed Jordan Thompson, re-signed Liam Forsyth, signed Callum Field from Wigan. Nick Bowie, uh, I can see this. The Thornley brothers have, have re-signed. Uh, Nick Glow, Scotland International, brought him from down under. He's a teacher looking for work in the Wigan and Lee area. Uh, and Ryan Hintz. Ryan Hintz from Widnes. Uh, they've signed Brad Hall Road, an exciting youngster. And I'm... Struggling. Junior so Ben Reynolds and Brad Adam Higson are already signed up for Sam 2020. Sam, Sam Brooks, Tom what? Spencer. We're, hey, we're Liam having them all. Liam we're them all. Um, There's quite a few Scotland internationals in there because obviously John Duffy was Scotland head coach. Um, other player news, Zane Tetevano, the New Zealand prop, had been heavily linked with Warrington. He's turned down a move to Super League to stay in the NRL. Um, Toronto, the Super League fixtures are out this week. Um, Toronto. So, whoa, 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 Don Sparks says, is Sonny Bill going to be the most expensive bench warmer? Oof. 
He's not going to be benched, is he? Sure. You can't say, you can't you can't say, you can't say anything bad about Sonny Bill in this office. Um, Toronto uh, fixtures are out. Toronto are playing three of their home games in the UK. One will be at Headingley as part of a double header. They're going to play Castleford at Headingley um, as part of a double header with Leeds and Hull. They're then going to play um, St Helens at Allianz Park, which is the home of Saracen Rugby Union down in northwest London, was, that's was, an artificial pitch. It was quite ironic on the day it was announced that they were going to play at the Allianz Park that Saracens would dock 35 points <laughs> for salary cap breach in Rugby Union. Yeah. Thank you very much Saracens. Yeah, um, and then the other one, um, Toronto are going to play York, um, Wakefield at York's new community stadium and that's going to be a double header with a York <laughs> Championship game. Championship fixtures are out on November the 17th. Summer Bash is May 30th, May 31st, just for those of you are we going, we're, we're going we're, this year, James? We'll, we'll probably do. We, well, we were at New Camp last year, weren't we? A little, uh, we'll, we'll a little weekend in Blackpool. Sim- by the seaside, I have a colleague, Josh McAllister, who's graduated from university uh, this week. He's, I think he's best mates with Rodri Lloyd of the Swinton Lions. Uh, we'll, we'll keep at his house for a couple of days uh, on the seaside. Yeah. Um, someone who won't probably be in Blackpool next year is Latrell Mitchell, who is at Sydney Roosters, who've withdrawn their two-year contract extension for him. He's on contract for next year, but they've basically said he's, they're happy to let him go now. They offered him $800,000 a year, um, and he wants a million. Um, can the Wolfpack offer that? Well, I mean... We were, Surely we were, they can. <coughs> we were saying this before, that would be a... For me, now they've got Sonny Bill on board, if I was Toronto... Well, I mean, obviously, you can't tell someone how to spend the money, but Latrell Mitchell, you think, one of the best players that you could yeah. pick up. It was still pretty young as well. You know, he could be at the Wolfpack for five. He he he'd bring years. even more attention from the NRL onto the Wolfpack. Is that more important than say getting a rugby union, another rugby union player in? Uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, Mitchell would be some pickup, wouldn't he? But I, I I think that I don't know. Would he want to go to the Wolfpack because he's he's at the peak of his career? Well, right I mean, now, well, you say that, but obviously he's clearly motivated by money because. Sydney Roosters have offered him, you know, he's won back-to-back premierships, he's at Sydney Roosters, the best team in the NRL, they're offering him £800,000, he wants a million, you know, I, I've seen this talk about, oh, he wants to play standoff, he wants to play full-back, and it's like, well, what gives a play? What, why do certain players get to pick and choose the positions? If you're a centre, you're a bloody centre, you know what I mean? Um, so, we'll see anyway, Lloyd White is returning to the British or the European game, he's signed for Toulouse um, in the Championship next season. Fixtures Easter weekend scrapped. Thoughts on that, Drew? Uh, very happy. <coughs> um, I think it, it's about time we put play welfare first. I know we've been banging the drum saying, oh, let's think of the players for a couple of years now, and we've not done it until now. Um, so I'm glad it's been scrapped. Uh, the players get a full recovery, and hopefully then the, the couple of weeks after Easter um, will be, won't be um, a drab to watch, in effect, because... Uh, players' bodies become tired. The the, the game, the, the Easter Monday game in particular. How many I've gone over the last couple of years? Well, throughout my lifetime, yeah, in, in fact, they're, just, throw the they're, they're awful. They're, they're awful so, to watch because they all play the derby games, the ones they want to win on the Friday, and the bodies are still shot on the Monday. Um, so I'm glad it's I'm glad it's been scrapped. Uh, hopefully, Magic Weekend is the next. Uh, Little, to be scrapped. Uh, um, to, be, to be ditched as well. So Easter weekend then. Thursday night will be Leeds Wakefield. Friday will be the whole Derby and Wigan Saints. Saturday, 
Sean or Catlin, is it? Is it Catlin or Sean? Castleford are playing somebody as well. We should have wrote, we should and it, we we should have wrote them down. It, that, that, it's, there's no games on the Monday, though, is that right? Like, there's no, no they're not stretching one Oh, they might have one on the Monday. Well, we'll I, I don't know. We'll I can't out. remember. I can't yeah. remember. We've had so much news this week, James. That my mind Does has it, been frazzled. In fact, let, let's get it. Let's let's have a bit of time out here. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get the fixture list up here. Um, Dave Parkinson says Sunday is the under 17 game between Yorkshire and Lancashire, one thirty at Featherstone Rovers. Is that an our league? Uh, we won't say the name of the ground because we don't want to. Uh, <laughs> the, it's, it's, it's in effect the heaven and health uh, <laughs> right here we go hang on right stop Easter weekend all f all five games all five English games are on Sky um, Leeds Wakefield on Thursday night 7.45 Hull KR against Hull 12.30 on Friday Saints Wigan 2.45 on Good Friday then Catalan are playing Toronto in France that's no TV at the moment Warrington versus Salford at the Hallowell Jones, that's 3pm on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, Casper, Huddersfield, 3pm. So no games on the Monday. So no games on the Monday. Um, and then obviously it's a, a standard week the week after that. The Wigan Leeds is a, is a pearler. That opening round then of fixtures, if you've not seen, the very first game of the season, January 30th, Wigan against Warrington at the DW Stadium. And then Wigan the, versus Hastings. And then on the Friday, it's a repeat of the grand final as St. Helens play Salford. That's the Sky game on the Friday night. Hull Care play Wakefield. Um, Huddersfield's first game is a trip to Catalan. And then on the Sunday, that double header we mentioned before, Toronto against Castleford at Headingley. 2.30, that one kicks off. And then Leeds versus Hull, 4.45. That'll be a belting day. It will, it will. It it'll will. be cold, but it'll be belting that. In January. Um, um, Louis, Louis says the warranted news that has been released is that the kit release event. Shocking that from uh, the wall. Don't don't send out a press release saying we've got a, a, a announce it saying we've got an announcement at half twelve. Just do it. Just announce announcing it. that you've got an announcement and all. That it's is annoying, a, isn't it? It's like when you you have a meeting for a meeting for a meeting, Jim. <laughs> um, the other thing in the fixtures is the final round, round twenty nine. All the games will be on the same day and at the same time. So that's Friday, September eleventh. That'll be the final round of Super League games. Um, some interesting ones in there, Casper Huddersfield, Hull Salford, Hull KR Catalan, St Helens Toronto, Wakefield Leeds, Warrington Wigan. Um, obviously we may have some battles for the top five, we may have some battles at the bottom of course. This year, uh, the year just gone, we had a brilliant relegation battle which meant that games had to be rescheduled and rejigged. Well, they've, they've listened to the fans, thank God, um, and they've now, now arranged them all to be at the same Time. Um, I tell you what's confusing me about this fixture list is all Toronto's uh, home games are listed as a uh, as Canadian time. So I mean, I ain't got a clue what time that is. Our time. So Toronto's first game in Canada um, is against Hull on Saturday, April eighteenth. If anyone's booked Canada, please let us it's know. It's quite fitting that because their first game was against Hull, wasn't it? Uh, in twenty seventeen preseason. Oh well. You know better than me. So they they play they play Hull at home. Then the following week they play Wigan at home. Um, the following the week after that they play St Helens at home. Um, and then they come back over. So three three games in a row at home. It's not too bad. They come back over then to play Wakefield and Huddersfield. Are we going next year, James? Well, I mean, it depends when are we going to go. Will budget stretch to April? I think April will be a push. Do they play they play Casper June thirteenth. That's probably more realistic. Um, Hull KR, June the 20th. Who have you got last game at season? Come on. Saints away. Oh. The last home game you want last to know. Last home game, come on. They play Warrington on July the 4th. They play Salford July the 11th. 
Unless we go for a playoff, we could potentially if they get. They play Leeds on August the second, Huddersfield August the eighth, and I think that's it. Then I think they're over here then for the rest of the season. Oh, Catalan August 29th. We could, Wakefield. Hey, we could, we could fly over with our mate from France. <laughs> wait, wait. Wakefield, September the 5th, that's the last home game. Toronto-Wakefield, September the 5th. We could go for that one. That gives us, a, gives us what, 10 months to save up? Get some more sponsorship in? If Steve at Telecom Solutions, he could sponsor us to go to Toronto. Mr he? Steve Butler, he sponsors nearly, nearly every player at Salford, I believe, so uh, hopefully mm. he'll, he'll get behind us on yeah. our tour of... Uh, well, the globe, isn't it? We'll be going to Australia soon, hopefully. You, you were a bit gutted that Toronto aren't playing any games in Amsterdam, weren't oh, you? Well, I was. I won some minded a weekend in Amsterdam or Rotterdam. Um, the Liverpool or Rome? We've done Liverpool, haven't we? We have done, we have done Liverpool. Um, I, I've been to Rome, I've been to the Stadio Olympico, watching Roma versus Napoli. <laughs> um, so this week then, um, the second test, uh, well... Are they calling it a second test, or is that is that just what we're calling it? Well, it's it's kind of the second test, isn't it? I think it's it, well, it is a second we're test, really, the, in effect. Where are the teams? But what I, what I don't get is why not have a three match test series? Because say if, if Great Britain beat no, the Kiwis, no, no, you're wrong. They should they should just be playing Australia. They shouldn't have played New Zealand well, twice. Well, yeah, but if, you should play them once or th three times. I don't I don't think you should. So, play them twice and have it as a, as a test series one all. So, New Zealand Great Britain, it's at the Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. Um, there was a there was a point made, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, Cheerio, Dave, he's, back, he's going back to work now. Um, Thanks for joining us. Kick off 7am on Saturday morning, um, live on BBC Two, coverage starts at 6.30. Highlights are on BBC One at 1.15. Um, we'll just run through the teams. New Zealand have got two of our Shep fullback, Mar Marlon, Nicole Klogstad, Manu Azako, Johnson and Marshall at halfback, Setavano Smith, Warrior Hargreaves, Nicora Hawari Rarinera, and Tapine. Um, <laughs> is that have I done the full pack there yet? Yeah. And then the benches Nicarima, Proctor, Armau and Blair, Hughes, Hamlin, Bromwich, Simonson and Papali are the reserves. Great Britain are going with Lomax is staying at fullback, McGilvray on one wing, with Hughes and Connor in the centre, it's Hardacre on the other wing, Widdop and Hastings get another another bash at half back. Hill, Hodgson, Burgess is your front row, Bateman, Whitehead and Graham at the back row. Jones, Philbin, Clark, Wormsley at your bench, and still Austin Williams twiddling the thumbs. Luke Thompson, um presumably he'll feature against Papua New Guinea. Do you think maybe? Well, yeah, I don't see why we've seen loads of stories saying Luke Thompson's back for the test against the Kiwis this week because he's not, because he's, he's, in the, he's been named in the reserves. He's, 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 like, he's like 20th man in English. Um, so, I, I'm, what does George Williams have to do to get a place in the arms? <coughs> well, because why, why take all these halfbacks? Because no, no, Jake, Truman, Jake Truman's not even named in the reserves. No, it's ridiculous. He's yeah. not even named in the reserves, so he, he's not going to play against Papua New Guinea. You can understand him taking Truman because it's good experience but for don't him. Name him you can take him, but don't name him in the official squad. You could have took Morgan Smithies. Don't name him in the official squad. Just have him there in and around training. Just don't name them. Mm. Name a, pr a proper squad. Like, because... Uh, against Papua New Guinea next week, I don't. He'll change his. He'll change the squad around, and I think Williams will play against Papua New Guinea. But he's obviously going to play as well. Because, they, because if they lose this week, they're going to have to win at Papua New Guinea. 
because they're not gonna. Well, you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got to change something that's broken. No, no. But what I mean is, is it's not like you can. It's not like you can just treat it as a well, as an exhibition. You've well, got they, to, they're going to have to go into that game. Yeah, to but win if it. if they lose against the Kiwis this weekend, there's obviously something wrong because they've lost three out of three. Well, yeah. So they, they've got to change something. Yeah, uh, but you'd imagine that. And, and George, Lynch, the weakest team that they're going to play. People say I might. Be, people, some people might say I might be biased, but George Lynch is by far the best defensive halfback we've got. He's, he won't let nothing pass. Well, is that the issue? We're only conceding twelve points. They only conceded twelve points. They conceded what fourteen the week before. They're not conceding many points. The problem is they're not scoring. And he's got a good running game, Williams. So we'll see anyway. So that's Saturday morning. Uh, just before we go, the seven gold, o'clock kickoff is it? Seven o'clock. Yeah, Saturday morning. Golden Boot um, for the International Player of the Year is going to be announced. John Bateman is on the shortlist, which to me is ridiculous because it's based on international games. Now I thought this was funny because it popped up on um, last year. It was this. It was on today. This day last year, the Tommy Makinson was announced as the Golden Boot winner. And I seen a, a feature on the NRL website this morning that said, um, a year ago today, the relatively unknown St. Helens winger, Tommy Makerson was given the Golden Boot amidst much criticism, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just thought it was it was typical of the NRL that in the press release that, they, that was then sent out about, they mentioned John Bateman, oh, Bateman's had a great year at Canberra. Um, and even though Great Britain have lost two matches, he's up for it. It's like if he was, if Bateman was playing for Wigan, he'd be nowhere near that. Yeah. Because none of them Great Britain players should yeah. be near it. I, I, I think to all he should win it. If it's based on international performance, he's been fantastic for Tonga this year. He even went over and played in the mid-season test when he was his favourite lead, if you if you remember rightly. Crazy. Um, and what it's been such a crazy year for for Tuilola he. Um, I, I think he should win it. I, th- I think as all the players nominated and Tonga's rise to international stardom, shall we say, uh, I'm fully backing him. The Reds are rising and ho- hopefully Stephen Butler watches this and uh, Telecom Solutions, our, maybe our future partners, um, will, will like what I'm saying. Yeah. That's it um, from us this week on the Rugby League Lunch Hour. Um, it'll be able to watch on demand on Facebook. We'll put it on YouTube. We'll put it on the website as well. You can download it as a podcast as well, I think, now on, on iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boom, um, if you want to catch up at your leisure. We're back every Thursday, 12 till 1. Thanks, as always, to Betfred and also to our new partners from Heaven and Health. Eat healthy all week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Sports Social Podcast Network.